Welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of The New Standard. And if you're looking at the screen and you realize you don't see my partner in crime, Neil Kulong, to my left, that's because Neil Kulong is going to be doing a solo bonus show later today, talking a little bit about injuries, talking about the Deshaun Watson trade, and how that has been pretty much an epic failure for the Browns, and also giving some Neil Nuggets in terms of the last game and this current game up coming up. And he's also going to give his prediction. But as always, if you want to join the program and join the experience, make sure you check out the show, The New Standard, by going to YouTube and doing a search for Lance Williams and or Neil Kulong. Also, if you catch the show via podcast, Make sure you go to however you find your podcast to a search for Steelers and the new standard. And we're going to jump right into it. And we're going to and this show is basically going to be we're going to kind of close the book on the last game as well as open the book and create a new chapter and break down this next game coming up against the Cleveland Browns. And before we do that, I want to say one thing uh, about divisional games particularly the second divisional game matchups. And the one thing I will say about that is I absolutely love particularly second matchups in divisional games because I I think that's the highest form of football that you see. You're talking about opponents that are highly familiar with each other, You're talking about to win those type of games, you have to do your best coaching. You have to have your best execution. And you've got to have muy suerte because teams know each other. They know what you're going to do. They know your tendencies. So it's really a challenge to win divisional games, particularly that second divisional game that you play a team. And usually divisional games are really tight unless the talent gap between these two teams uh, or or the two teams matching up in a divisional game, especially the second one, is very far apart. For instance, it would be like if the Dolphins played the Patriots, the dreaded, terrible Patriots. Uh, So that would be a case of where it might not be as difficult because there's a huge talent gap. But divisional games, man, road divisional games, the second divisional games, are awesome. And this is going to be an awesome game between the dreaded Cleveland Browns and your Pittsburgh Steelers. But before we jump into that briefly, I wanted to discuss the injury report. And it's looking like uh, on the 15th today, in fact, uh, Pat Fryermuth was announced that he's been designated to return from IR, according to Adam Schefter. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean Uh, he's going to play on Sunday, but that's a good nod to him coming back very soon. Uh, That's very essential, I think, for the Steelers' offense. I think they need all the weapons that they can. Uh, Of course, we reported earlier this week, or it was reported earlier this week, that Quan Alexander um, was placed on injured reserve due to an Achilles injury, and that has been officially confirmed. But the great news is that Minka Fitzpatrick is listed as questionable along with Montrevious Adams. So I think the thing that's key 
And I think that's a good segue. But before I do that, I'm, I'm going to segue into my crumbs from the last one. And the crumbs from the last one is going to be a new segment. And big up to my guy, Double H. Uh, it's going to be a new segment that we use to kind of give a little bit of nuggets and some crumbs from the last game that we may not have touched upon, given the fact that we do the show live, uh, pretty much live right after the game. I mean, it's, it's pretty much. And so some of the times we're just coming off the top of the dome, off the cuff and giving our first general impressions. But it's nice to kind of come back for the crumbs from the last one and, and give us uh, a couple of nuggets uh, from the last game that we may have missed. Big up to my guy, Claude Bishop. Big up to Mel. Big up to my cousin, Kamal. Big up to my cousin, Jeek. Big up to Steeler Nation everywhere, particular Steeler Nation from Manchester and from the north side. Big up to everybody. So one thing that came out this week that I thought uh, was pretty good, all of the years that he and Ben Roethlisberger were a battery. Battery meaning pitcher and catcher. Ben was the pitcher. Mike was the catcher. Coach Tom and Pauls. And, uh, you know, in the years that they were together, I would challenge any of you to tell me one particular time Mike Tomlin criticized Ben Roethlisberger publicly. I don't think it ever happened once. Mike Tomlin had a very unique way of dealing with Ben Roethlisberger publicly. It was always from a place of encouragement. He never took Ben to task. And that's not to say that he may not have been taking Ben to task in the building, but he never let us see it. They maintained a united front in front of the cameras. And, and I always think they should have. Um, it's interesting that given that he said something about Kenny Pickett. I don't think it was a dig, but he said, we need more from Kenny. Now in the world of Mike Tomlin and his management of quarterbacks, in my opinion, that was a shot across the bow. That was a shot across the bow. And that's to say, you got to be better, Kenny. But the way he did it, I like the way he did it because it was a gentle nudge. And he also said that ultimately, Kenny and himself are going to be judged by wins and losses, which I absolutely agree. That's why if you... That's why I no longer care about sustainability. If you want to hear that take, check out the show from a couple of shows ago. I think it's the pregame for the Packers and why I no longer care about sustainability because how you win is great, but winning is better. And it's so hard to win in this league. You just got to worry about how you're going to win game to game and improve over time. That's it. Focus on that week. That's why I don't care about sustainability in a nutshell. But I think it says a lot that he would say this about Kenny Pickett. This is his shot across the bow. This is his, dude, you got to get better because we're going into these divisional matchups and we need more out of our quarterback. And that's absolutely true. And, and to Chris Osu's point, no, I have not watched the All-22 from Sunday. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to dig into it. Um, but I, I don't necessarily, when I watch the All-22, watch 
Kenny's play. I, I like to focus on a particular player, and I've been focusing on Broderick Jones, uh, generally in offensive line play. And, and on the defensive side of football, I like to look at JPJ, Lil Peasy. Um, but uh, I, I will take a look at it with the thought uh, of looking at Kenny Pickett. Also, a, a great resource if you want to see a breakdown, a great breakdown, a much better breakdown than I could give you. Uh, JTO Sullivan, former NFL veteran quarterback, does a fantastic job on YouTube on the quarterback channel of breaking down quarterbacks. And he's done. I believe, a Kenny Pickett breakdown every week going through the All-22. And uh, it's pretty interesting. I'll just say this. Uh, I hope you got a, uh, I hope you don't got a weak stomach when you hear JTO Sullivan uh, 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 break it down. And, and to uh, Double H's point and, and, to, and to Robert Cotting's point, what's up, Big Rob? Uh, Neil is doing some family stuff. And Neil's going to be back on this afternoon going solo. So make sure you check that out, Rob, later this afternoon. And Double H is right. The unsustainable has become sustainable. It's true. Enough sample size over the past couple of years to prove it. He's absolutely right. This is a style in which they win. The one thing it has not proven is can they win a championship playing the style of football? Now, in terms of the crumbs from the last one, one number I think that stood out and Alan Sanders, I think, wrote about it on Steelers now about the Steelers, how they play defense. And the one thing about this formula and how Tomlin plays, the reason why it has become sustainable is because the Steelers have mastered playing defense in the modern era of football. It's about not breaking, been not breaking in the red zone. I mean, you can give up yards in between the 20s in the middle of the field, but you cannot break down. Uh, you know, you can't break down uh, in the red zone. And and that showed up in the game uh, against the Packers. They gave up five red zone trips, but they only gave up one red zone conversion. The one thing I would say about that is I think it, it typically you can't give up five red zone attempts. That means probably you lost the badonka donk downs, the weighty downs. You were probably getting beat on third down and you were letting – another team sustained drives and that's what happened in the Packers game the five red zone trips is concerning but the one conversion is awesome and, and I'll give you some couple other numbers to just illustrate how good the Steelers are in the red zone they're ranked number three in the National Football League they only give up 1.2 red zone scores per game and in terms of red zone scoring overall their fourth teams only convert 40.74% of their red zones. In terms of touchdowns per game, they're also good. They only give it 1.9, which is fifth, and they're sixth in red zone attempts given up per game at three. That's the formula that makes this sustainable is to be a bend, not break defense. But the problem with that and the reason I think they can sustain it, um, and wow, I'm hearing something from uh, Mel. Big up to Mel. Mel just reported that Deshaun is out for the season. And while I go through the takes, we're going to have to uh, check up and look that up. If anybody that's listened to the show wants to post uh, a link to that, uh, and I'm looking at it right now, uh, it's been reported that Deshaun Watson is out for the 2023 season with an injured shoulder. 
that he will not play again in 2023 after an MRI needs he, uh, has said that he under needs to undergo surgery. Wow, that is huge. That changes everything in this game because right now going into the game, uh, the Steelers were four-point dogs. And I, I'm going to look it up and see uh, what the spread is. Or if somebody could look it up for me and post it in the chat, uh, what the spread for the game will be. I, I'm going to suggest that I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers go into that game, you know, maybe one and a half point dogs now after the reporting of that injury. Uh, I know that line is going to come out later, but that is huge. That changes the entire trajectory of their season. Um, but to a good point, uh, and Mel says fleecing the Browns for $200 million. Uh, Well, I mean, they did the dance. And when you do the dance, sometimes you get burned. Uh, and to Double H's point, I heard, uh, yeah, I heard, I'm not sure it really matters. We'll talk about that since the Browns love to run, play action, and the backup can execute the game plan as long as they control the line of scrimmage. That That's a great point, and we'll get back to that. Uh, and, and I think Devil H is also pretty much right. It might go down to about two and a half. Uh, and probably that I still think the Steelers will be dogs uh, on the road. But I think going into this matchup, you know, they will have the better quarterback on the field. Uh, I can't remember the name of the backup for the Browns. I know he's not very good, but I know in watching him, particularly in watching him in the game against the 49ers, he plays uh with a lot of confidence, and his name is P.J. Walker. Uh, he plays with a lot of confidence and a lot of moxie, and that's just what the Steelers need. They need a quarterback that's young and dumb that's going to put the ball uh, possibly in play to get turned over. Uh, now, going back to the Minka effect and the Minka point, in the game against the Packers, the Steelers gave up eight pass plays of 20 yards plus, and, and that's because of Minka Fitzpatrick. That's the Minka effect. Minka stabilizes the communication on the back end, and he makes plays, and he's that post safety in the middle of the field that can eliminate big plays. And they're going to need Minka back in this game if they're going to continue to play in this style and win games in this style. And uh, <laughs> Double H, the medical staff, will be icing down a lot of dudes after this game going to be the most physical game of the season. He's absolutely right. It's, it's going to be a barn burner. Now, one of the big questions is, you know, in my opinion, is how do the Steelers replace Holcomb and Taekwondo? The Steelers now, and big up the Derpy Entertainment, the Steelers now, are, are, as you well know, are down two inside linebackers. And you have uh, Landon Roberts, and Landon Roberts is the only guy that's going to be uh, available at, or as the guy that they first initially signed uh, earlier this year to serve in that role. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, ju just what they do to address this. And, you know, I was going to have Neil break into this, uh, but I think those snaps are going to largely go to Mark Robinson. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Steelers play more big nickel. But 
a big nickel meaning three safeties on the field, particularly if Minka comes back. I think they're going to play a lot of snaps with Minka, Neil, and Casey on the field. I think the problem in this game is, like what Double H said, is the Ravens, excuse me, the Browns, and wait a minute, I, I, I can't call them the Ravens sort of right because they moved right in the middle of the night, right? But the Browns are going to play heavy play action. They are going to pound the football, particularly with P.J. Walker at quarterback. So it's going to be interesting. This might be a heavy game. So I think you're going to see some big nickel, but I think you're going to see a downhill and, and being a thumper in the running game. I think it's going to be a, a trial by fire. It's going to be a very tough game, but I think you're going to see him play a lot in this game, uh, and depending on how he performs in this game, I think you will see whether the Steelers make another move and try to get a veteran inside linebacker to play. But I think you're going to see a lot of big nickel, uh, and I think you're going to see Mark Robinson be the guy to take a majority of those snaps. And the one thing about Robinson is he's a thumper, he may not always be in the right place, but he does it fast, and he does it with commitment and conviction. So let's jump into a breakdown of this game. Big matchup. And Derpy Entertainment said it right. This is a huge matchup. Uh, and Minka, I'm glad that he's questionable and that he might come back because, like Derpy said, this game is very important. And it can decide the rest of the season. And he's absolutely right. When you look at a lot of metric boards, the Steelers, I think percentages to go to the playoffs hover in between, you know, five, 10 to 5%. And if they win, you know, they're controlling the AFC North. Win two games over the next two weeks and we won't get ahead of ourselves. And you're in play for a one, a one seed playoffs, a one seed. That could happen, but let's jump into this game. Now, we're talking about a Browns defense that's number one in DVOA. And we're talking about a Steelers offense who in the first matchup only had nine first downs. They had nine first downs, but they won the game. I think when you look at it clearly, I mean, you have to have a plan to block Garrett and Smith. I mean, those are the guys that can wreck the game. The great thing for the Steelers is that in the first matchup, they were held to two tackles and zero sacks. So I think the first thing you have to do is secure the edge, and it's going to be a great test for the rookie right tackle in Brojo to see how he deals with Miles Garrett. Because if I'm the Browns, I absolutely, absolutely put him on Miles. I put Miles Garrett on him and match him up and see how he's going to handle that. So it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do in terms of their protections. Will they keep a guy in to help Roger Jones or Dan Moore, or Dan Less? Uh, what are they going to do from a protection standpoint? Because that's going to be critical in this game. Also critical in this game, because you're talking about a Browns deep that's not only number one in DVOA, but they're also number one in DVOA against the run. And in that first game, 
The Steelers only ran it 16 times for 63 yards for 3.9 yards per carry. Now, the big difference between then and now is Broderick Jones and the impact that we've seen Broderick Jones have on the Steelers running game. So I think that's critical. It's going to be how do the Steelers run against the number one run defense according to DVOA. I think they're going to have to be committed. I think this this is going to have to be a game where they're going to have to stay patient with the run to just, just to kind of long, or I should say slow play the game, like a poker term. I think in this game, particularly on the offensive side of football, they can't turn the ball over. Punts are going to be good in this game, particularly if you punt and play field position. This is going to be a game, I think, where they're going to have to stay patient with the run and take their opportunities when they can because I think they're going to present themselves because the matchup between George Pickens and Denzel Ward was one-sided. And that's right, listeners. Let, let me let me uh do a pause real quick. Pick up to Reginald Rivers. That's right. If you're listening to the show, please hit that like button. If you're on the chat right now, hit that like button. You are listening to the new standard hosted by yours truly this morning. Solo, Lance Williams, do a search. Search for the new standard. Hit us via podcast. Please hit the like button and subscribe. Uh, And to Anthony Picano, he's right. Stay patient with the run. What choice do they have? <laughs> he he's particularly right, but that doesn't mean that they will. I hope that they do, but I think what you also have to do is you have to get the ball in terms of the passing game to Warren in space. Now there were some things that came out this week about how Warren was named the ceremonial starter uh, against the Packers and ran out with the rest of the players out of the tunnel. There ain't nothing ceremonial. He was giving him a, Tomlin was giving him a bone to chew on. Yes, brah, brah, you are playing solid football. We see it. We're going to reward you with this. That's a way of encouraging him to continue have him playing hard football and playing his best. That says a lot about Najee Harris. We won't get into that. And we won't get into what that means about Najee Harris getting a fifth-year option, which I don't think he will be getting. Uh, But we'll talk about that for a later date. Or in the passing game, you had Pickens, had four catches for 127, averaged 31.8, had a long of 71, and a great touchdown against Denzel Ward. He had three catches for 104 yards, averaged 34.7 yards per catch. And Mel said it right. Two dogs, two bones. That that that's what it is. Um, and so if they can run the ball somewhat effectively, particularly on first down, this is a game where they have to stay ahead of the sticks. I, I if they get in a lot of situations where if they run it on first down and get less than three yards of a carry on that first down, this is going to be a very, very long game. It's going to be an ugly game offensively. In terms of the defensive matchup, you're talking about a Steelers defense. uh, That's a very good one, in my opinion. They play modern-style football. 
Um, and when I say modern style football, they're third in the National Football League in yards per point. You have to essentially get 20 yards per point against them. So that means to get points and score against the points, and it goes back to what we were talking about in the red zone, you have to get a ton of yards to score against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, like we said at the top of the program, excellent red zone team. Third in the National Football League and attempts in the red zone, third. And conversions, 1.2, they're also third. I think in this matchup, the matchups to look for is always Watt and Highsmith against Watt and Hudson or against the Browns tackles. In the game last game, TJ had seven pressures, a sack, three hits, three hurries. Highsmith, of course, was disruptive, had the uh, pick six. TJ recovered the fumble uh, and, and returned it, I believe, in the game for a touchdown. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they have to be disruptive. But I think this game, it comes down to how the Steelers, how they tackle. Will they be gap sound in the run game? You're talking about a team in the Browns that ran it 26 times for 170 yards in the last game. What has been inconsistent in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers is their run defense. And this has to be a game where I think Cam Hayward has to make his presence felt. I think Cam has started a little bit slow in coming back because the Steelers are a defense that ranks 17th in rush DVOA. And they're going up against a Browns team in terms of DVOA, that's very good in the run. And they're going to, and because you know that the Browns are going to want to feature play action, they're going to want to protect the backup quarterback, and they're going to want to pound the Steelers. And they know how the Steelers win and how they play. So I think you're going to see an offensive approach where Cleveland takes the air out of the ball. Steelers take the air out of the ball. And... That's going to be great. I think that's going to play into the Steelers' hand from the perspective of giving up big plays in the passing game. But I think that's largely been eliminated because P.J. Walker is going to be the starter. And if Minka plays, you take away some of that aspect. But I think this is going to be an hardcore, hardcore AFC North-style football game. And it goes back to the comment that Double H said. I'm not sure it really matters since the Browns love to play, love to run and play action. A backup can execute their game plan as long as they control the line of scrimmage. And that's where this game is going to be won. This game is going to absolutely be an AFC North style football game. I mean, it's going to be rough. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be physical. And they're going to have to play through it. And I, I think this game is going to largely rest on who runs the ball better and who secures the football. And I, I think if the Steelers can go to Cleveland, not turn it over, run it decently, maybe out of four and a half yards per carry clip, you know, I don't think you're going to see a game in which the Steelers ran it as well as they did against the Packers. But I think if they cannot turn the football over, I think if they can control the run, to Mel's point, Keanu Benton continues to play great football. 
you get a, you get a resurgence and a resurrection, somewhat to speak, of Cam. I think the Steelers, particularly with P.J. Walker playing, starting, they have a great opportunity to win this football game on the road. Anytime, even when you're on the road, even if you have an offense that's as bad as the Steelers, you always have to like your chances when you have the better quarterback. Yes, I know we have been frustrated with Kenny Pickett's play. He is the better quarterback in this game. They have to put pressure on Walker and turn him over, really choke off that running game, and really put the game in his hands. This is a game particularly with Watson now out for the year, which really changes the trajectory of teams in the AFC North. You win this game, Steelers, I think you basically end Cleveland season. And you elevate your chances tremendously in your odds to go to the playoffs and maybe even win the division. I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this game. And I was going to pick the Steelers to win this game, even with Deshaun Watson. I think the Steelers are absolutely comfortable in the formula at which they win games. I think they turn, I think they turn over the backup quarterback. I think they secure the football, do just enough, score one touchdown on offense, and kick four field goals. Because I think they're going to turn over the Browns a couple of times, move the ball, get into some field position, and kick some turnovers. Reginald Rivers says JPJ pick six. But before we get out of here, I want to get you guys' predictions. So I am predicting that the Steelers win this game 19 and 19 is four field goals and a touchdown. I'm I'm going 19 to 16. I, I say the Browns get a touchdown and they get a few field goals. No, I'm gonna go 19. Actually, I'm gonna go 19 13. Two field goals and a touchdown for the Browns. I'm going to go 19-13. Mel has 24-13. Uh, Steelers freak, what say you, my guy? I see you're chiming in this morning. What say you, my guy? Give me your predictions before we get out of here. I want to get out of here in the next minute and a half. So if you have some predictions, make sure you get them to me. Also, make sure you stay tuned. Hit the notification bell. Please like and subscribe. Neil is going to be hopping on diving more into that breaking news about the Deshaun Watson injury and giving his thoughts and takes on the game. But if you don't have any more predictions, I'm going to wait for a little bit more. One, two, uh, well, I guess you guys aren't giving me any predictions, but that's fine. Make sure you chime in uh, later in the week on the comments, giving your predictions in the comments. Neil can see those predictions as well. He can touch upon them later in the afternoon in the show. But with that, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys for hopping on the program. And man, when you go through your life and in your day, like Mike Tomlin says, don't blink, cut your eyelids off. And with that, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. I like that prediction, Steelers Freak. 16-13, Boz is the MVP. And with that, we're going to conclude the program. Go Steelers. <laughs>